So today, we're going to just, I'm going to review just, a te- just for a couple of minutes, a uh, few minutes on what we talked about last week, and then we're going to go into something a little bit different than last week that just adds to what we were talking about regarding divine connections. Divine connections. Last week we talked out of Proverbs 29 and verse 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. And then in the Amplified of that same translation, it says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is that person. Where there is no redemptive revelation of God. That's what the church brings to the table, is redemptive revelation. That's what you need to be connected to first and foremost. We read last week out of Jeremiah uh, 23, verses 3 and 4. But he said, but I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their folds and they will be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. No fear, no, no, no fretfulness, not being dismayed in any way nor shall they be lacking in any way when they are taught the word. First and foremost, I'm saying today, first and foremost, your divine connection to the word of God, to the house of God, is vital to everything else in life. First and foremost. In 1 Kings, and this kind of drives the point home, in 1 Kings uh, 9 and verse 3, it says, And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, this is Solomon, that you have made before me. I have consecrated this house which you have built to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Where? In the house of God. My eyes and my heart. God says my eyes and my heart will be in his house, on his house, over his house, perpetually God is about his house and you know this verse we read this last week but first Timothy 3 15 but if I'm delayed I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God so the house that that was talked about in first Kings that Solomon built is now the church of Jesus Christ and it's not this building or the buildings that, that, the, that the people meet in. It's the people. You know, thank God for the building and we can meet here and, and, and we can all come together in this place. It's a, it's a great thing. But, but the church of Jesus Christ is the people. And he said here in, in uh, verse 15, he said, How you're to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, and what is, it, what is it there for? It's the pillar and the ground of truth. The church is about the truth. Um, in all the schooling that I had through the years in my life, nobody ever taught me in the schools that I went to. None of the colleges that I attended, nobody ever taught me about the Holy Spirit. I learned about the Holy Spirit in church, right? 
No, nobody ever taught me things about growing in the things of God, about knowing who God was. Nobody, no, none of those school systems ever did that. They taught me knowledge. It's a good thing. Knowledge is a good thing. But the church teaches how to take knowledge and walk in that redemptive revelation. He said, where there is no redemptive revelation, the people perish. Right? The benefit today of the church is being connected to something. The divine connection of the church empowers you to be able to know who you are so that your life can be so much better and your life can be so much more effective in all that you do in life. So today, I want to look at something that I feel like that the Bible, man, as, as, I've, as I've been going and, and developing this study, I've, I've, every summer when we do connect groups, I talk about connections. Well, this time it's a little bit different than what I've ever the way I've ever shared it before. And, and as I'm looking through the Bible concerning divine connections, they're everywhere. There are divine connections in relationships all through the Bible. And Jesus made this statement. And I'm, I'm just going to read this a half of a verse found in Matthew 19 and verse 6, the last part of the verse. And it says this, Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And Jesus is talking about marriage here. But <clears throat> I want to look at it as a little bit deeper than that. And I'll define, I'll define what I'm going to show you here in this verse. I'll define it at the end of my message in another passage. So even though Jesus was talking about marriage relationship... Uh, we're going to look at this today. A marriage relationship is vital and it's important. But I'm going to look at, at being joined together with anyone God has joined you to to further His purpose. Anyone that God has joined you to to further His purpose in the earth. <clears throat> the definition of joined together is this. Companionship, a couple, a pair, a team. So even though Jesus was talking about the marriage relationship, I'm going to show you a verse that uses the identical words that talk about all relationships. And that's what we're going to look at today. First and foremost, it's vital that you and I are connected to the church so that when we're connected to the church and the Word of God, that will affect all relationships in life that we have, no matter who it is and who it's with. <clears throat> Um, there are people in the world today that are a part of your destiny. There are people everywhere that are a part of your destiny. <clears throat> but we have to learn how to receive from people that do things different than we do. It's a pretty boring life when all we do is just connect ourselves with people that like what we like. There's no challenge. God intended for you and I to be connected to different people. Now, I'm not just talking about anybody. I'm talking about divine connections that God brings into our lives. And it's vital that we know those and we understand them and we allow ourselves 
to be open to who God wants to connect us with. Because God has other people in this life that have things that you need to, fu- to help fulfill the purpose and plan that he created you for. <clears throat> and, and I'll just say this. Connections like what I'm going to talk about here in the next few minutes, um, a lot of times they're not very popular, and a lot of times they're looked at as though they're kind of a waste of time. Why would I want to spend time developing relationship with people that don't think the way I think? Well, I'm going to show you a few things concerning that. But I'll tell you this, these relationships that I'm going to mention to you today, I'm going to show you I think four, four examples in the Bible. There's tons of them. <clears throat> but these, these, these divine connections are all throughout the Bible. So I'm going to have on the screen, and it'd be good for you to write these down, and, and I want to I talk about each of these for just a moment. But six things that divine connections produce. There are six things that divine connections produce. they, number one, produce opportunities. They produce opportunities. Divine connections with other people will create opportunities for your life. But if you've not been taught how to hear the voice of God, how to know who to connect to and who not to, if you've not learned that through being connected to the church, then many times we find ourselves gravitating toward people that a year, two years, three years down the, down the road, we end up you know, severing ties from because that was really not the right relationship. And we've all had relationships like that. But God wants to teach us in a greater way how to be sensitive and aware of, of the right connections. I'm looking for divine connections all the time. I'm looking all the time. I was in... Uh, Dallas preaching at, at the prophetic conference in, at uh, Eric Holler's church uh, this last Wednesday night. Uh, well, you knew I wasn't here. I heard that Wednesday night was really good. Had some good preaching around here, huh? Yeah. Um, and um, I was up there ministering, and, and you know, after, afterwards, after I was ministering, I was there, probably stayed there for an hour talking to a number of different people and there was one guy that came up to me and and uh, is his first time there at the church and and he said some things to me and and um and he said uh just out of out of nowhere he said um is there any way that i can get connected to you he said because what you shared tonight is what i need you know Okay, I mean, you know, you can, you can hear what I shared that night. You can hear it from a, a lot of different people. But he believed about something that I shared and ministered. He believed that I believed it. And, and, and there was something about that. And, and I, I think that over time, there'll be a connection with this guy in our ministry and, and, and here in what we do. And I'm just using that as an example that I, I'm, I'm not... I don't go somewhere looking for somebody to create an opportunity for me. Did you hear what I said? And, and, and I'm going to share with you something that's really important about these relationships 
that have all to do with you and not the other person. It has to do with you and not the other person. Other people produce, people that write divine connections will produce opportunities in your life. Number two, they will produce open doors. You know, you can, you can be believing God for something and then one day you come across a person, you come across this person and, and they say something or they have something that helps a situation that you've been believing God for to open up. Causes doors to open and situations to open up and begin to manifest when we're sensitive to the people that God wants in our lives. Again, and I'm saying this over and over again, and I'm going to continue to repeat it, it comes as a result of your divine connection to the church. The church of Jesus Christ is more important than anything else. More important than anything else. Number three, divine connections, they produce a person that's a key to your destiny. When, when I wrote this one down, I thought to myself, I've thought of about five people in my life today that were a key to my destiny and fulfilling my destiny. My wife being the first and foremost. Had I not chosen to marry her and, and, and received the insight and the things she had to complete me, had I not done that, and I had not purposed to do that, um, then I... I would have been lacking in a lot of ways. And as a result of that, I've had other people in my life, men of God, women of God, that have helped to complete what I needed because I didn't have it all. I needed to be able to receive from them. And, and so there's been key people in my life that have helped to see my destiny come to pass. Number four, Divine connections produce a person that's a key to your spiritual growth. Key to your spiritual growth. I'll just tell you this. It's vital that you have people in your life that will agree with you, that will stand with you about spiritual things. People that you have that will minister to you. You know, as, I'm, as, as we minister from this pulpit, as, as you're part of this church body and you receive the word, that's one thing. But then there's other people that you can, you can have in your life that help you to grow spiritually by just things that they say. You know, as Fabian was sharing here today in the offering, I was sitting there and he said something and it just struck me. It was, it was, it was like, I mean, you know, there wasn't anything that he said I have not heard before or taught before. But he said it in such a way that it hit me. And you need things like that. And you need, that, you need things like that from other people. You, you, you can't think you know it all and have an attitude. You have to open yourself up to allowing key people in your life to help you grow spiritually. Divine connections are vital to your success. Number five, divine connections, they teach you how to sacrifice. How to lay your life down. The church is here to have an opportunity to sacrifice and lay your life down for the good of other people. But 
divine connections many times, God will lead you to somebody that you need to sacrifice some things for in being a blessing to them. You know, and sometimes, like I've said, it's not necessarily popular to do that. And maybe I don't, why, why would I want to, you know, do that? And, and you know, it'd take me a lot of time and I'm ha- going to have to waste time. And, you know, I'm going to have to do something for this person over and over and over again. And I just don't know that I want to do that. Divine connections many times open you up to learning how to sacrifice and lay your life down. Because when you do that, then God resurrects your whole life. You know, when you live a life of sacrifice and blessing and being good to other people, God lifts you up. It's just the way the kingdom works. Can you say amen to that? And then the sixth one is divine connections, they teach you loyalty. God's taught my wife and I through the years how how to be friends to people, how to be a good, loyal friend to somebody. Anybody that we are close friends with, maybe, I don't know, six or eight different people or couples that we have that that we're really connected with. If you were to talk to any of those couples, my wife and I are very loyal to our friendship with them. We follow through in the things that we say we'll do. We don't just, you know, it's not just what you can do for me, what can we do for you, you know? And being loyal to that and and stand behind it and always being there for them. If they need something, you know what? No matter the time of day or anything else, they can come and they can call us. And and, and you, you learn that. Divine connections teach you how to be loyal to other people. Something about that that is supernatural for our lives today. So, I want to say this, that <clears throat> the truth literally is that nobody, nobody can make it on their own. No human being can make it on their own. You are not created to make, make it on your own. You need divine connections. Um, we were created to be team players. <clears throat> and, and I'll just say it like this. If, you're, if you don't want your life to be where you're just another person in the crowd, you have to pursue divine connections. I, I, you know, I see it today in a stronger way than I ever have how vitally important it is for that. <clears throat> because what it does is, what we have to learn is how to be unselfish and be a part of a team of something right in the church first and then in whatever else you do whether it's marriage family work etc business i don't care what it is when you learn it in the church first then then you'll you'll learn how to pursue to pursue divine connections and lay your life down for other people in a great way it's a supernatural thing so I want to just give you today four examples from Scripture of people that had divine connections. Um, The first one was Paul and Timothy. Um, And and, and here's the point I want to make through through each one of these examples. Um, Timothy, the younger made Paul great. But Paul didn't go to Timothy 
to tell Timothy, you need to make me great. Timothy made Paul great. And their connection made Timothy great. Did you hear what I said? Timothy knew his destiny was connected to the Apostle Paul. And literally was willing to die for it. Knowing that, you know what, I can't separate myself in life from my connection to you. And because he learned that, he, he the Apostle Paul, I mean, where would we be without out the Apostle Paul? Somebody may say, well, somebody else would have written all that he wrote, you know, that, that we have penned as two-thirds of the New Testament. Where would we be without the Apostle Paul? I promise you that Timothy helped make sure that that, come to, that came to pass. And as a result of it, Timothy's ministry was empowered because of the way that he laid his life down and how he understood how that divine connection was so vitally important. Can you say amen to that? Another story um, in the Old Testament concerning Naomi and Ruth. Um, and I want to look in, in Ruth, uh, the book of Ruth, chapter 1, and verse 16 and 17. And, and um, you know, I don't have time to go into the whole story, but, but Naomi was, had gotten bitter in her life. She had lost her husband and her two sons. Um, but Ruth was a daughter-in-law who recognized divine connection. And Naomi was going to go her way and, and just, you know, kind of go off on her own. And Ruth stopped her and said this in these, in these two verses of Scripture. It says, but Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will, be, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Naomi was bitter and actually hard to deal with. But it wasn't Naomi getting Ruth to be connected. It was Ruth's heart that knew that divine connection was the key to her success. And you saw how successful that she was in the days ahead, if you know the story. You're in, my, you're, in, your, in your and my life, there are divine connections like this that I have to pursue. It's not somebody telling me, you know, you need to wait on me, you need to serve me, you need to do this for me, you need to make me great. Or, no, it doesn't work that way. That's, that's putting the cart before the horse. Along the way, God will show you the connections that you have, that he's, people that He's connected you with, once you have your connection to the church of Jesus Christ. When you're connected to a body of believers, 
and you learn from the Word how to hear the voice of God and how to connect to the right people, God will send people across your path and then you pursue that relationship. And when you do that, it will produce for you. Every single time. Can you say amen? There's another one. I really like this. I wish I had time uh, to go into it. But, But there's another one in the Bible with concerning Jonathan and David. And there's something about this story that I, I, I'm, we're going to look at 1 Samuel 18, uh, starting with verse 1. But um, yeah, let's, let's look at verse 1. It says, Now when, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Verse 3, then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Because of their connection, their divine connection, it made both of them better. They were stronger. And, and David and Jonathan, much like there's been a lot written about them, they didn't have a perverted relationship. They didn't. They had a covenant relationship. And it's a relationship that, as I've studied it, I've really realized how important that it was. They had a soul connection. They knew each other. They drew from each other. They helped each other. They, they undergirded each other. They were there for each other. And in those type of relationships, the enemy comes after you to try to destroy you. And that's what happened with Jonathan. You know, everything was good in that relationship. But what happened with Jonathan, the mistake that he made, was going with his father instead of the connection and Literally, it cost him his life. So when push came to shove, and he knew the connection, and the divine connection that he had with David, when his father, in his rage and his jealousy over David, his father challenged him, and he chose his father over his divine connection with David. And it cost him, literally cost him his life. That's the way the enemy works. He wants to destroy these God-given relationships, these divine connections that, he's, that He has for us. When you go back and look at, at, at all six of those, um, the things that divine connections produce, they produce opportunities. All of the people that I've just read about, there were great opportunities. Doors were open as a result of that. With the, the amazing doors that were open to the Apostle Paul because of his connection with Timothy and vice versa. It's supernatural connections between the two of them. All, all of those things, all six of those that represent divine connections, we see in all these relationships that it opened many amazing doors and great things happened in their life. And the same thing will happen with you. And I want to show you um, I want to show you and define for you the the first verse 
that we read that was about marriage. <clears throat> and it was Matthew 19, 6. And it says, Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And I want to read this to you today. <clears throat> The fourth connection is the connection between you and your church. And it says in 1 Corinthians 1.10, it says this, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, and in the same judgment. Perfectly joined together. <clears throat> what God has joined together, let nobody divide. What God has perfectly brought together in our relationships in the church, God doesn't want the relationships in the church to end in, in casualties, where there's offenses or things get stirred up or, or wrong relationships get, get um, you know, get divisive and, and pulling people apart. God doesn't want that. He wants us, as he said here, to speak the same thing and that there be no divisions, but that you be perfectly joined together. How? In the same mind and in the same judgment. That we all think alike, that we all talk alike, and as those kind of things get developed in these relationships within the church, it will so empower you and impact you in everything else that you do out there. I, I can't tell you enough how vital it is in, in the days that we're living in, in the days ahead, that we have right relationships in the church and not be afraid of developing them. You know, um, you know, I, I used to, um, you know, in in a church that I was in before I pastored when I was down in the in the Rio Grande Valley. You know, in that church, when, when I first started going to church, I would think, well, you know, I like what that guy says right there, so I'm, I, I want to connect with him, and I like what this one says, and 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 so you think you know how to connect. But through the years, what God has shown me, not just in the church world, since I learned how to do it in the church, now in the world out there, I'm able to connect with all kinds of people that I would, in the natural, I would have never connected with. I would never have thought to even talk to or spend time with. Or get to know, or, 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 you know, just at least, you know, somebody to have a coffee with, or just call them on the phone and say, you know, how are you doing, or how, how I, I was thinking about you, to, you know, today. And, and they say things like, you were thinking about me? I said, yeah, I was, I was thinking about you today. How many people have you ever thought about, or like maybe you woke up and you thought about a certain person? And you thought, you know, that's crazy. I, I've, I haven't thought about them in years. And, I, you know, I would never, I'm not going to call them or anything like that. Sometimes that's what God wants you to do. 
because he wants you to connect with people because he wants to teach you how to allow what's in you to come out of you and be a blessing to people and, and, and sacrifice to people and, and develop loyalty. The world's not going to learn loyalty and sacrifice from ungodly people. They're not going to sacrifice. They're just thinking about themselves, right? I mean, we're, we all have the tendency to just think about ourselves, but learning to lay our lives down for each other is something that you learn only through the Word by the Holy Spirit and then practicing it in the relationships that you develop. I'm just telling you today, divine connections are vital for your and my success. The things I'm sharing with you today, I, I really challenge you to take the different examples I gave you, um, uh, the, the six topics concerning divine connections that are vital what it, what they open up in your life to really meditate on those and and think about the next time that you know you're you know you you have the thoughts about connecting with somebody or just you know when i say connecting maybe just in a in a conversation you know maybe just in a phone call maybe just you know, uh, sending somebody a text and letting them know that you're thinking about them today. There's, there's all different levels of connection. But the more we open ourselves up to that, the more our lives will be enhanced. And I'll tell you this, when, when you're connected to other people and you're pursuing other people, you don't have time to be a complainer. You just don't. You don't have time to complain. You don't have time to just think about yourself. Complainers only think about themselves, you know. Well, if this, this is wrong for me, and that's wrong for me, and this and, and that, and it's all about me, you know? I'll just tell you right now, one of the greatest revelations you and I can ever get is life not centered around us. Centered around Him. Amen? Man, it's an exciting time in a life for you and I to live and, and be excited to be a part of His kingdom. We don't need to be complainers. We don't need to be moaners and groaners. We need to be advancing the kingdom. And every connection, I, I, I like what that, that one verse said, and I'll end with this. <clears throat> Therefore, what God has joined together, let no, no man separate. In marriage, in every other relationship that you get connected with in life, not allowing the devil to rob from you. You know, David and Jonathan had a solid relationship. I mean, it was one, it is, if you study that relationship, that relationship was like no other I've ever seen. The, the connection that they had. But the enemy got a foot in and, and, and literally destroyed Jonathan's life. He, he, his life was taken because he chose some things with his father instead of his divine connection. And and with the, the, the divine connections that you and I have, it's amazing the doors of opportunity that can open up. And I tell you what, I pray for you concerning that every day. That doors of opportunity, situations that seem like doors were shut in the past, no, those doors are opening up. Huh? Connections with people that are helping to advance you spiritually, soulishly, and in every way. I believe is happening for you on a day-to-day -day basis. Amen? It's a great day for the church, and it's a great day for you and I to be alive and to have divine connections that we can pursue. Can you say amen to that?